Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani bringing you the Rudy Giuliani show. Today I am on, could well be my favorite part of New York. It is actually, Staten Island. Now, you should know that Staten Island is my favorite part of New York because Staten Island made me mayor of New York. I'll tell you the story sometime, but I was leading all night. I fell behind by two points. They hadn't counted the votes for Staten Island, and I won 80% of the vote here, and I became mayor. Second time, it wasn't so bad. I won by 18%. But the first time, it was a squeaker. Well, last night it was the beginning of 2022, and maybe the beginning of 2024, if we think about it, because we learned um, we learned a lot from last night. And I guess the winner eventually, the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, is going to be who learned the most from it and really understood it. So to me, the biggest victory of last night was Duck Mastriano. And it was the biggest victory because he was the most attacked candidate. Uh, you, you thought the, the attack on Kathy Barnett was tough, but that was only two weeks. And Mastriano was attacked from the very, very beginning as an extremist, a maniac. Uh, now, I'll tell you who he is. He is a 30-year, uh, if I believe, veteran of the United States Army, a colonel, extremely well-decorated holding five top top uh, security clearances, investigated five times, hardly an extremist. Beyond that, he's an extraordinarily intelligent man. He's a published historian uh, of, 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 uh, of real consequence, uh, understands and has written some of the better books on Gettysburg. Um, he is a thoughtful man, an intelligent man. He's a religious man, which they hold against him uh, because he believes in Jesus Christ. When did you ever think that they would hold against someone the fact that they believe in Jesus Christ, except in a country that's going to hell? And they tried to paint him as an extremist. Well, we're going to interview him in a little while, and you decide if he's an extremist. Okay, I know him from the day that he was the first person who came forward and was willing to listen to a single witness about uh, voter fraud. Judges had turned us down. Uh, disgraceful that they did. Because on a motion for a preliminary injunction, I don't think I've ever been turned down with regard to witnesses. You can listen to all the left-wing bull you want, I'm going to tell you as a 50-year lawyer who they're trying to suspend from the practice of law because or, or debar, disbar because I'm a danger and because I helped to create the riot in six. Even though a federal judge has found that I didn't, but they don't care. They're still going to try to get rid of me. They want to get rid of me because I defended Trump. That's why they want to get rid of me. But the reality is that Doug didn't play one of these 
well, you know, I was for Trump, but, you know, I'm not going to really mention him. In the, we don't really need him in the campaign. Let's look forward. If we look forward and we do not fix the massive crimes committed by the Democrats with regard to this election, we're going to lose our republic. We're going to become what they want us to be because they have us on a express train with no stops to Marxism. And they've got us there pretty much economically by ruining our economy. They've got us there educationally by ruining our schools. They've got us there religiously by making worship of God, um, the intellectuals, laugh at you. You must not be very smart if you believe in God. (laughs) We're so much smarter. You know, that's sort of the original sin, isn't it? Being smarter than God. My goodness. I remember that from catechism. Hmm. Well, in any event, uh, last night's results in Pennsylvania with regard to the governor's race were, for me, extremely, extremely exciting to see Doug not just win, but win in a landslide. He wiped them out. He wiped out the field. He had had nine candidates against him. He beat the closest candidate by two to one. They spent $25 million. He spent two. And he did it on the strength of the fact that the people of Pennsylvania know that something very bad happened in their election and that all the politicians are walking away from it and all the politicians, the Republicans, are running away from Trump just like they're doing in New York. The New York boss of the Republican Party, who will deny this, but now I'm up to about four sources, you know, told people, don't mention Trump. We're going to run away from Trump because we can't win with Trump. Last night might have uh, knocked him on his backside. Because uh, look at the results. I think Trump is now, I have it off bit, I think he's endorsed about 80 people when he's 70. 78 and 2. And it isn't just Trump. It's his programs. It's his programs. So I think, uh, you know, all of us MAGA people, why don't we embrace, like really embrace, having been called ultra magna? Uh, the, the nitwit in the White House thinks this is an insult. They worked on this. This is like an insult. If we call them communists, that's okay. You can be a communist. Hate America, hate God. But if you are in favor of making America great again, you're a subversive. The party is an anti-American party. People like Soros who fund it say that America is basically a uh, amoral, immoral country because it's nationalist and it's too patriotic. How can you be too patriotic? How can you love your country enough? And what's wrong with loving your country, particularly if your country is entitled to it? And, and how do they pull off this? I mean, they're going to open the doors now. We've had an invasion of three million people. 
makes it makes the Ukraine look small. We've put nothing into that, and we're putting millions into the Ukraine. Meanwhile, we've got kids dying of overdose at numbers unheard of before, largely because of the invasion, which involves China and the China and the Mexican cartels. We're not doing anything about that invasion. The heck with American kids. I want to save Ukrainians. I want to save Americans first. They're dying in record numbers. Oh, maybe some people don't care because a lot of them are black kids. But they're not all black kids. They sure as hell don't care about murder. Everybody got all upset about the murder in Buffalo, as they should. It's a terrible thing what happened there. And uh, to the extent that racism is at the core of it to some extent, it's got to be rooted out and dealt with but put in proper perspective. That isn't the reason why most black kids die in America. They don't die because of racism. They die because other black kids killed them. How about like uh, 3,000 to 20 or something? So if you are really interested in saving the lives of black children, you're interested in Chicago. You're interested in the five murders that took place in Chicago because the 10 that took place in Buffalo are terrible and they're awful in there. But I don't think they're going to take place next weekend. Next weekend in Chicago, if it follows the last 50 years, the minimum number of murders will be three and the maximum will be 12. Oh, by the way, 22 people were injured. This is the same weekend that three were killed in New York and 12 were injured. I can go on. I can tell you about St. Louis, my good friends in St. Louis. The number of black young people being killed there is, is an atrocity. And black lives matter doesn't matter. Their lives don't matter. Patrice Kalora's beautiful house matters more. Patrice Kalora's Marxism matters more. This is what we're fighting. We're fighting to preserve our way of life. And the Democrat Party, as constituted under Joe Biden and his Bidenistas, is taking us on an express train to Marxism. And the rhino Republicans are along for the ride to get whatever goodies they can get. And because they aren't strong enough and tough enough to stand up for what they really believe in. You get a lot of candidates, like the one in New York, who was against Trump before he was for Trump, and now was against Trump again and won't mention his name because he wants to win because Trump might defeat him. You know, if we don't get together as a party and as, a, as, as united as they are, not only aren't we going to be able to win, if we do win, we're not going to be able to change the country, which is what happened to us before with Ryan sitting in the speaker's place. Everything could have been done in those two years, and everything was blocked by him, including an investigation of Russian collusion that would have ended based on the work of Devin Nunez, uh, Jim Jordan, the real patriots in the House. Based on their work, it could have been cut off immediately but he stopped them from subpoenaing people like the Democrats are doing now to torture Republicans. So please understand, we got two battles here. We got to drive the quizzling Republicans out of the Republican Party. We're going to win without them. We got a lot of new Republicans. We got a lot of new Republicans that are turned off by them because they actually believe in America. They, they, they believe in America first. They don't find that 
embarrassing. They find it wonderful. You call me an ultra MAGA, and I tell you, thank you. I, I hope I'm more than ultra, make America great again. How'd you like to make me super MAGA? Make America great again. Who do you want to make great again, Biden? The country that gave you more money, China? I don't support a president who sold out to China. Every single Democrat should be embarrassed that he's their president. Not only did he sell us out for money, you give me a decision where he hasn't materially helped China, like giving up the Bagram Air Base 400 miles from China, so that if, God forbid, we ever go to war, we're going to be at a great disadvantage, and America's lives are going to be lost because of you, Biden. When we get back, we're going to be talking of the hero of the day, Doug, Colonel Doug Mastroianno. Rudy Giuliani on 77 WABC. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show with Rudy Giuliani. And I uh, would like to now talk to the hero. I believe he's the hero of the hour. He's the guy who had to win against the most odds and prove that this whole thing that the media is doing about when they say every time that Trump mentions a stolen election, he's lying, his lying claims of stolen election, they put these in news stories. Da, 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 da. This story has a lot of substance to it. And this is the guy who got it started. Without him, we couldn't have done it. And I know that personally. So it's an honor to interview the Republican candidate for governor of Pennsylvania, Colonel Doug Mastriani. Mastriano. Doug, how are you? Thank you, Rudy. What a great day in Pennsylvania. I faced nine other candidates. Uh, one of the candidates has outspent me uh, eight to one, and we still dominated the whole thing. Well, Doug, are you committed to an insane asylum? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I read. They say you're, they say, gosh, I know you. I got to really know you from Thanksgiving, uh, you know, 2020 until now and your beautiful family. You're the, one of the nicest people I know. You're a war hero, decorated veteran, colonel. Uh, you're a historian of some note, as I found out when you took me through Gettysburg. You've written books about Gettysburg. You're uh, brave. You serve your country. You're patriotic. You love God. Oh, my goodness. You love God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you love your family. You love Pennsylvania. You love Gettysburg. Never got a better tour. You're extraordinarily intelligent. You're a published author. And I talk to you about politics and you have, I would say, mainstream American views that move toward the Republican side. You know, lower taxes, smaller government, more freedom, more, more libertarian, more of a libertarian streak. There's nothing extreme about you at all, except one thing, which isn't extreme at all. You saw very suspicious activity in the 2020 election. So how, how does it feel? I mean, all your life you had to be seen as a pretty moderate, sort of common sense guy. How does it feel to have them paint you 
like on CNBC and the Republicans may lose because they selected an extremist as candidate in Pennsylvania, an extremist, Doug Mastriano. <laughs> what a bunch of ridiculous nonsense. I'll just call it what it is. It's a bunch of bull crap. So, Rudy, for 30 years in the Army, uh, I put aside my politics. Nobody really knew where I stood on politics, right, because you don't, you don't want to have a politicized military. So I put all that on hold. I was uh, going to ride off to the sunset after, you know, a, a great career. We, we uh, peak at Colonel in my career field. Only three in my class made it to Colonel. It was a great blessing. And I was going to ride off in the sunset with a sweet retirement job, you know, making lots of money and then lots of travel. And I was taking stock of, of my country after 30 years of, of service. And it was worse off than how I got it from your generation. And so, so when I was that? When, give us the year about about what year was that? I retired from the Army in November 2017 and decided okay. to run for office for the first time in uh, December of 2018, uh, December of, of that year. Uh, so, you know, Rudy, it's kind of funny, you know, how much influence somebody can have on, on another person. So I was at a radio station, still in uniform, uh, discussing Russia and the, the, the threat that Russia and Vladimir Putin poses to our allies in, in Eastern or Northern Europe. Uh, off air, I was talking to the young man that's about to interview me. And I'm complaining, you know what? Uh, his name was Levi. Levi, my country's in terrible shape. It seems like my military service didn't make a difference. All this sacrifice. And this this 24-year-old kid looked over at me and he said, well, Colonel, do something about it. And that really hit me. And like, yeah, you know, it's easy to complain. I guess I should run for office and try to make a difference. You know, that strikes me as very, very uh, dramatic. And people wouldn't realize that because here you devoted 30 years of your life to serving your country. And I, I take it you've had a very fulfilling career and you were very satisfied with what you felt good about yourself doing. That. Yes. And now all of a sudden you come out and you see the chaos of 2017, right? Yep. Without even knowing the details, you see a president being pursued for colluding with the Russians that now turns out to be a frame up paid for by Hillary Clinton. But you had, you had to have had some instinct of that. But I, I was with Trump during all that time. I knew it was a complete lie. And you had to see what they were doing to the country. And I think you felt like you, you would have wasted those 30 years if you didn't continue to help your country. That, that was exactly my frame of mind. And, uh, you know, so I'll ask people, if, if you're not participating in politics by voting or maybe even running for office, uh, then that does nothing to help our country. So, you know, at a minimum, people have to get out and vote and be informed. And number two is if you're, if you're not really satisfied with who you have at the local, state, or federal level, maybe you need to run for office as well. If you get before the people, you're going to win. I agree. People who see you, first of all, there's an advantage to have been, been so ostracized. The expectation game. When you come in, they expect some raving maniac to work <laughs> And they see a reasonable guy who can talk about anything, who's got a balanced view, a balanced family, a balanced life. And all you want is an America like our founding fathers wanted for us and the one we improved over the years. So, yeah. Doug, I, it's going to be a long campaign, but you've got the energy for it, and you're going to win it. And you're going to win it for America. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for being my friend. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, once, thank you. Once again, thank you for saying yes to President Trump and me when we asked for a hearing. Nobody else did. Wow. Just you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless, sir. 
That's really true. Nobody else did. The courts shut us down. Three or four courts wouldn't hear witnesses, which was extraordinary not to hear witnesses on a preliminary injunction. I mean, you can disagree with the witnesses, but at least hear them. I knew why they did that. They knew that once the public heard the witnesses, it would have been all over. So we finally looked at the Constitution carefully and realized that the state legislatures have the sole power over the election of president and the electors. And we went to them and we showed them the power they had, which they didn't know they had. And a lot of them were anxious to do it. But the rhino Republican leadership that really is half Democrat and it's one of the reasons we're in the terrible shape we're in uh, blocked us. Just like they're trying to block Trump candidates, like they're trying to block Doug. They tried to block Doug and failed. They're trying to block Andrew, and they're failing. Doug Mastriano stood up and said, I'll hold the first hearing. He didn't tell you what happened to him. They took away his privileges as a, as a senior senator. They took away aides. They took away offices. They basically stripped him down to being a freshman senator, if that. And then they began all kinds of vicious attacks on him and his family, which continued through the campaign. And they spent $17 million doing it, trying to pay him as some kind of, I don't know what. I don't know what. Like they do with me, like they do with other, other people who disagree with them. They just can't say, well, we have a different viewpoint. No, you're evil and you're awful and you're terrible. Well, when, when we get back, we'll talk about some of the other elections of last night and where we're going from here, and then we'll have the mayor's final thoughts. Thank you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Giuliani Show. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani. We're back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. I thought that was a very... um, a very revealing interview of a very, very rational, reasonable, decent man. Gosh almighty, if you go to his house and you have a barbecue with him, which I did, got to know him really well. He's a regular guy, except he's a little smarter than regular guys. He's written two excellent books on history. He graduated seven different military uh, courses on the War College and places like that. He's been... He's been vetted for the highest security clearances five times. Gee, you think Schiff could even get one of them? Hey, by the way, you think Biden could? (laughs) With Hunter hanging around, you think Biden could get the first level security clearance? I know he couldn't. Really, I, I just thought about that. My goodness, we got a president who couldn't pass a security clearance test. Right off the bat. Wow. Well, we have a victory. So I'm, I'm kind of, this is a happy day for me. We had a victory in Pennsylvania because I knew they were going to destroy Doug. I even talked to him about it before he ran and, you know, just to get him ready for, as I did with Andrew and other people that I care about, about running because it's very, very hard. 
And uh, but I saw in his belly what he had. I knew he was the right guy because, believe it or not, this election is about what you have in your belly, <laughs> causing your brain to. It isn't about if you've been in government for fifty years, or two, or none, or from business, or from sports, or from uh, ministry, or from here or from there. This this is where we're at a country. We need courageous, strong people. Experienced people? I don't know. Almost all of them are sellouts. Almost all of them have made deals to send jobs to China or to vote for ridiculously large budgets to bankrupt us in order to get a few little things for their home district. And I mean, they're all compromisers and liars and I love that. I love that. You know, I was against Trump, then I was for Trump, and now I'm against Trump again. And you know, I predict in a couple of weeks, maybe even sooner, they're all going to be for Trump again because he's kicking the living daylights out of the people that aren't. Right? I don't think that the leadership of my old party, not all, the the people. In- Pennsylvania, the leadership understood. It was the, it was some of the uh, old majority leaders and speakers, and but in a lot of places, the leadership of the party doesn't understand the new Republican. They don't understand the MAGA Republican, and uh, you can be sure as hell that Biden doesn't understand the MAGA Republican. Nor does he understand what it means. Your ultra make America great again, and that's bad. If that's bad, there's something wrong with how much you love your country. Uh, well, here's another great victory. Ms. Wackadoodle has been fired. <laughs> the first minister of uh, truth in the new uh, uh, socialist uh, Biden government, modeled after Orwell's 1984, where the Minister of Truth was the highest-ranking official other, other, than, um, other than the dictator, um, she had to resign because she was the biggest purveyor of disinformation that we knew about. So that was an interesting choice, right? You want a, you want a ministry of disinformation or information or honesty, and you pick the person who spent time going around peddling the biggest lie told probably so far in the 21st century and one of the most consequential trying to frame a president of the United States. And that is that he was colluding with our Russian enemies. And it wasn't true at all one bit, not even an iota of proof. Not only that, it was paid for by Hillary, you know who. Biggest crooks, probably. Well, it's going to be a tie. Uh, the Clintons were smarter crooks. The Bidens are maybe bigger crooks. But they sure as heck have disgraced the White House. The present occupants of the White House are an embarrassment around the world. I had to do a program in Italy the other day, and I had to dance around just how bad he really is. They know. They put things on making fun of him that we keep off the air. 
you know, when he turns around and doesn't know which way he's going. So Nina Jankowitz, is it Jankowitz? I think it's Jankowitz. Uh, she's resigned, and she's no longer the Minister of Truth. We'll have to see who gets selected. I know Al Sharpton's looking for a job. Maybe he could be the Minister of Truth. Hmm. I mean, that's about what they would pick. But that's a good thing. That, that, that's, that's a victory for free speech. Just like uh, uh, Doug's victory is a victory for election in integrity and being honest with each other about what happened in 2020 and not being intimidated by the fact that Fox won't put you on if you talk about a stolen election. That happens in a dictatorship, not in a free government. There's enough evidence of a stolen election, so uh, you cannot be accused of being irresponsible talking about it. I didn't, I didn't get into with Doug, but I do in my podcast. So I'd like you to really listen to it. You'll hear the rest of Doug's interview on uh, RudyGiulianiConsense.com. I interviewed Doug earlier today before the radio interview, and it's, a little, it's about a half-hour interview. It goes into a little more detail. I'd listen to it not only for the positions, because I want you to get a sense of the man. I want you to get a sense of, of the vicious, horrible, evil things the Democrat Party does to you. And they take a man who served his country for 30 years in the military, and they try to make him into some wild, crazy, traitorous extremist. There's no need for that. Run against him on policies. He's in favor of low taxes. You're in favor of taxing people out of the state. You know, he's in favor of very strong law enforcement. You're in favor of your DA in Philadelphia who Soros put there, and you had a record set of murders in Philadelphia last year, and you're setting the record again. You're getting Philadelphians killed like crazy, mostly black, and you're not doing a damn thing about it. Shapiro. Let's run on those things. Those are good things to run on. Hmm? Let's run on the debt that you're working up for Pennsylvania. Hmm? How about we do that? How about we do how much you're holding back necessary oil and natural gas that we wouldn't have to be buying from Russia and other places where they, if there is pollution, they do it worse than we do. So we're not, you are suckering the public. We're not saving anything with regard to pollution or whatever they claim is climate change. It's the same amount of oil and gas. It's just being produced somewhere else under conditions that aren't nearly as safe as ours. But you can, you can fool the public and say, we're for climate change. By the way, I'm for, how can you be against climate change? Climate's changing right now. Right? We're going from winter to spring. Then we go from spring to summer. And then we go from summer to fall. And then we go to... People ask me that. I got asked this and they thought I was a wise guy a couple of years ago at some speech I was giving at a university. I said, hey, you feel climate change. I said, I love Vivaldi's, uh, love Vivaldi's concerto. Got to be one of my favorites. The seasons. And then there's a fabulous oratorio by Haydn about the seasons. 
And one of the reasons I like New York is I like the Four Seasons. So how can I be against climate change? But why did you change it from global warming to climate change? Because the world didn't end in 2010, like Al Gore told us. So maybe we should calm down a little on this and not destroy our entire economy and every one of our other priorities for this. So let's see, let's see if, let's see if we can figure out just exactly what's going on with this thing in, 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 in Buffalo. And here's what I mean by that. Everybody talks about more gun control or less gun control. Uh, they're all excuses. I know more about reducing crime than anyone. Please don't feel uncomfortable when I say that. It, my record proves it. I can prove I know more about crime than anyone because I reduced crime more than anyone under circumstances in which I was told it could not be done. And after Bratton did it for two and a half years, I was told it couldn't be done anymore, and I did it more. And then after Howard Safer did it for another two and a half years, I was told it couldn't be done more, and I did it with, with Bernie. And then I've done it in other countries, but that's a different story. That was a private business that I did it with. But it worked, like 40% crime reductions in some of the cities in Colombia and fighting the FARC and doing a pretty good job, a good enough job of hurting them so they want to cut my throat. So if you want to reduce crime, there's only one answer to it, and I know that Democrats aren't going to like it. Throw the Democrats out of office. They are the reason for the crime wave in America today. It comes about through pro-criminal policies like bail, no bail, let them out, defining away crimes like the, like the 30 multi-million dollar paid for DAs who are really uh, traitors to the, being DAs. They're, they're not DAs, they're defense lawyers, and they let criminals go free like crazy. So you get 12 records last year for the most murders in the history of this country, almost all of them, all of them Democrats. And almost all of them Soros, multi-million dollar paid for DAs. Almost has to be he's intending to destroy our country. And then when you don't have those policies, you've got, you've got, you've got the ridiculous solutions that they have for it. And when they get to a good solution, they get leaned on and they back down like Adams did. Adams was going to put back our plain clothes unit. Excellent idea for getting guns out of New York. But then he gets criticized by the crazy left wing and he puts uniforms on them. So now they're giving out tickets. This is, this is what, this is what happens when you have a weak politician in office, Republican or Democrat. We've seen weak Republicans. We've seen weak Democrats. We need people who have an objective and they're going to stick with it, and they don't give a damn what the New York Times says because, by and large, the New York Times doesn't know what the hell it's talking about because it's not in the real world. It's in a make-believe world. It's in a make-believe Marxist world, in fact, which is basically intended to hurt us and to, and to, and to, and to create problems for us. 
We also have so much going on. I mean, gosh almighty, it really is hard to keep up with everything. But we have the we have the um, we have the, the trial, the Hillary Clinton paid for frame up of Donald Trump. It has taken uh, John Durham 2,413 years to get it ready. You know, he had no beard when he started, and he had all his hair. He And he's dealing with a fairly minor case right now at this stage of the thing, and I, I don't get Durham. I don't get it. But I do get the crime. The guy lied. He's being paid by Hillary. The bare minimum, one point one million to frame Donald Trump. That's it. And he lied to the FBI and said he wasn't there on behalf of any client. He was there, you know, altruistically. That's a violation of eighteen United States Code, Section one thousand one, and it carries imprisonment. And they have used it against Republicans under circumstances where it's hard to even figure out the lie. So let's hope they don't back off this one. When we return, we will have the mayor's final word, and hopefully we'll get a question or two in. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. The Rudy Giuliani Show on 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Well, thank you very much for returning. And yes, it will be the mayor's final thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. 12, 11, we should raise it, Frank. $11 a month will help you feel good about yourself because you will be helping the men and women in uniform who lose their lives protecting us. They are special, special, special people. And the people who lose their limbs protecting us and need smart homes. And here I am on Staten Island, the home of T2T.org. So this is, make sure you donate. And if you put in 12, put 20, put in another 12, okay? So I think I've pretty much given you my thoughts But I haven't talked enough to the people. So let me go to David in Los Angeles. Mr. Mayor, thank you for taking my call. Uh, You are welcome. The election fraud of the election is definitely stolen. Now, uh, if there is a sweep, Republican sweep of the House and Senate, can something be done to ensure that the next election isn't stolen through this paper ballot? There's got to be something. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we're going to need the right leadership. We don't need another Ryan there who turns down all the subpoenas that nobody turns down when it's when it when it's Republicans. Right. What type of we're going to need a speaker who's got the courage like this speaker does to subpoena everybody. Uh, We could have gotten to the bottom of this. Go ask Devin Nunez and go ask Jim Jordan. And even uh, go ask uh, the gov- the governor of um, of Cal of 
of Florida, Governor DeSantis. They were part of a group of about 10 or 12. They, they knew everything that happened. And they had the subpoenas ready. But the speaker has to approve the subpoenas. He didn't. And they were real crimes. And she did for stupid things like not showing up for Congress when you have a, a claim of executive privilege. Or in my case, attorney-client privilege. I mean, now we're talking about esoteric things. There they were talking about Hillary coming up with a, a million two to frame Trump. <laughs> let's try, let's also try Marie in Virginia. Hello, Mayor. Marie, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. I am well. Thank you. I hope you are also. Congratulations on uh, the grandbaby. Oh, thank you, Marie. Um, I want. I was calling today for two reasons. One, I just I want to thank you for your calm and your courage through so much of this because it has an effect on how other people deal with, um, particularly the election mess, but even prior to that. And I know you've been very courageous dealing with a lot of bad people for a very long time, and um, the, cra- the the courage is rare. And so, well, thank um, you. I just I wanted to thank you for that. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you, Marie. What can I do and to help you? you? If you don't mind my saying, I just I want to let people know you wouldn't know this, but you are old friends with my mother. And so I know your integrity runs deep. She has very good things to say always about your parents and, and never a bad word about you. So um, and this is someone that's known you for a very long time. So this is not an act that you're putting on. So I wanted to just make that make that known. Gosh, but the that's reason so nice. I was calling. Thank you. Oh, well, Thank it's, it's true. Means a lot. And it, it's Thank very you. true. Thank you. Um, I hadn't heard you comment on the Pennsylvania Senate race, and that's not to say that you didn't. I may have just missed it. But I no, no, I didn't. I didn't comment on it because I, I don't know how it's going to come out. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I'm even leading up to it. I have reservations oh, I about Oz because he seems like he has done. He doesn't seem to be the same person in the last six months that he used to be. And I'm wondering, do you know him? Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I do don't know. know I do know Doctor Oz. Not, I don't. I don't know McCormick, and I do. And I do know Kathy uh, uh, Barnett. Uh, I knew that. I know the two of them, Oz and Kathy Barnett. So Kathy, I think, was very poorly treated. I think they took uh, statements of hers out of context that go back some time ago when she wasn't really seriously thinking about public office, and maybe you say things that are a little bit exaggerated. But this is a fine woman who has a real future in politics and is a true believer in the principles that we believe in, which are not extreme principles, limited government, free speech, treating everybody fairly, not a double standard for uh, Democrats and Republicans so that you know, Hunter Biden can take millions and millions and millions and smoke dope for his whole life. And we have black people that Biden had in jail for 25 years for doing one-tenth the dope that his son did. Um, so uh, 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 McCormick, I don't know. Dr. Oz, I would, I would, I, I've always liked Dr. Oz. I mean, in dealing with him, I always thought he was a straight, honest guy. His political position does seem to have moved from not liberal crazy, but from somewhat center, possibly left of center to right of center. That is true. There does seem to be a movement like that. Now, I'll give him a break on that because he wasn't in politics. 
uh, when you're not in politics, you don't think of these you don't think of these things. I changed my position on certain things after I stopped being a prosecutor and became a politician. Some of it, uh, some of it because I, you learn things. I'll give you a perfect example of an extraordinarily serious situation. I've changed my position on, on, on abortion. And I changed it, uh, I changed it because I always had trouble with abortion. I was willing to ha- carve out a, a, an area of two or three months where a woman could make a decision, even if I disagreed, and even if I thought it was murder. I, I thought, well, well, other people don't, and it is a woman's body, and she should get the choice. But with the abuse that's gone on over the last 10 years, with having given them an, a, an arm, they've taken a whole body and destroyed it. And now and now New York will abort a baby the day bef- the moment before it's born. And they applauded for it. I mean, the choice they're going to have in New York between the governors, whether it's my son as the candidate or somebody else, and Hochul is, uh, Hochul will continue. You'll be able to kill a baby two days before it's born. And with the Republican candidates, I'm sure, well, certainly my son, you're not going to be able to do that. So I, I have changed my position on that, and people do change their positions. I think they both be good, and I think they both win. But I think Mastriano is the, is the real key to the turnaround of Pennsylvania. God bless you. Thank you, Americans, for saving us again. God bless America. We'll see you tomorrow. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCD became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose.